Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, grudging which means to be unwilling or reluctant, grudging. Well, I hope everyone is having a lovely hump day, middle of the week. Week is almost over. The week is almost done. Everything is uh, going pretty fairly well here in North Carolina. There's a few things going on, but for the most, everything is pretty normal. Let's just say that. Besides uh, what we're hearing, uh, well, let's, let's, let's say that uh, it was announced, uh, I believe, a week or so ago, and then there was another announcement about a month or so ago about uh, the police chiefs here in Durham and Raleigh. Apparently, they're leaving. The police chief here in Raleigh, Cassandra Dick Brown, is retiring. Now, for you, those of you that don't know, she is the police chief here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she got into a bit of a, I won't say, well, she didn't get in any trouble. But she, she certainly received some backlash as a result of the protests last summer in Raleigh, to which, you know, they damaged some storefronts, tore down the uh, Confederate statues at the state capitol, and, you know, a lot of people were calling for her removal. But I'm not too sure that maybe she just got fed up and said, enough is enough. Hey, I'm taking my retirement. But the thing for me was, you know, last summer, like I said, during those protests over the George Floyd and uh, Breonna Taylor killings, um, the protesters showed up at her house. Yeah, they actually showed up at her house at her front door in a yard or they were on the street or whatever. Uh, that may, I'm not saying that had anything to do with it, but it's, it certainly seems like that would have a contributing factor to me. But n- nothing happened. Nothing happened. I think there were a few un- a few arrests. But I got to say, for that to happen, for you to show up at someone's house, um, had it been me, Probably wouldn't end it that well. I, I probably wouldn't even been retiring. That. <laughs> I can honestly tell you that. But yeah, she's retiring. Uh, I always thought she was a pretty good chief. And, and she was, at least up until that particular moment. And Raleigh has had some some incidents of uh, uh, some police killings. I believe there's been about two or three or some questionable police arrests. But all of those cases were found to be justified. But like I said, it was during that time or around that time frame when everything was going, uh, everything was up, up and everyone was up in arms about the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor killings. So I I would just say, I, I like I said, I thought she was a pretty good chief, African-American female. I thought she was a pretty good chief. She, she I thought she did an outstanding job, but, you know, she's retiring. So uh, good luck. Good luck to her. 
And it also appears that uh, Durham Police Chief C.J. Davis uh, is retired. No, she's not retiring. She's leaving after five years. And her last day will be June 11th of this year. She's leaving for uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Certainly a, a greater opportunity to advance her career. I didn't think she was a bad police chief either. Another African-American female. I thought she did a, a pretty good job. You know, it, it just seems like, um, like I've said before, if, if you're in law enforcement now more than ever, you're under the, you're not under, you're under the microscope. No matter what you do, you can't do enough. And, and if you don't, you know, you can't do enough or you can do too much. But, but she's leaving. And if I could say that just one thing, She's had a pretty hard go at it with this city council. And this city council was, uh, you know, like I said, several podcasts back when we were talking, I talked to you guys about the gun violence here in Durham and, and how the uh, city council was reluctant to put any more funding into the police department, said they weren't going to do it. They were going to put the money or move the money elsewhere to help with some programs for the community, which, you know, isn't a bad thing, but, um, Certainly need need a police force. I can remember when she went before the city council and asked them about a shot spotter system, which was a a, a system that many cities have have used. Raleigh has used it, where it, it detects where gunshots are coming from to give the officers a direct location. Now, of course, you know of the obvious people were saying that's just another way to the the stigma or stereotype African Americans, which rightfully so. You know, like I said then, I mean, if I was in law enforcement and you gave me a, a specific pinpointed location as it relates to uh, that shot spotter system, when I would get there, everybody would be suspect. So I, I can understand that. But just like uh, Cassandra Dick Brown, I thought she did a pretty good job also. She did an outstanding job in, uh, considering what she had to work with. Like I said, a reluctance from the uh, city council to approve any more funding for police officers even. When she told them, hey, we have a major, major gang problem here. But anyway, to both of these 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 uh, police chiefs, I, I just want to say good luck and thank you for your service. I certainly couldn't find any quarrels with it. But then again, who am I? What do I know? What do I know? Well... I'm sure we all know by now what what has happened or what happened yesterday on 420. You know, 420 is usually reserved for uh, marijuana smoking. (laughs) But yesterday it took 420, 2021 took on a new, a new title, a new distinction, I should say. The conviction of Derek Chauvin, that 45-year-old former Minnesota Minneapolis police officer, was found guilty yesterday and has, coincidentally, has been placed in a segregated housing unit for his own safety while awaiting sentencing. Now, Derek Chauvin, I'm sure we all know who he is, that was the officer that held his knee in the back of George Floyd, which spurred the protests last summer. Now, he was convicted 
on three counts or three charges. He was, he, there was three charges he was faced with and possible conviction conviction. And he was found guilty on all three second degree, unintentional murder, third degree murder, second degree manslaughter. Now, like I said, he, he's waiting, awaiting sentencing and I'm sure that his lawyers are going to appeal. I mean, that's just what lawyers do. They appeal. They appeal. I mean, that's your client. You want to do every, any and everything to first not get them convicted, but in the event that they are convicted, you're going to do any and everything you can to either uh, get it thrown out or at least reduce the time that, they, that your, your client has to serve. Now, for the second degree unintentional murder, that's 40 years. That's the max or where it starts. That's the most 40 years. And for third degree murder it's not more than 25 years. And for second degree manslaughter, it's 10 years, all of which um, that's the minimum and the max of, of those years. I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out during sentencing how these, if, if they're running concurrently or consecutively, that we're looking at uh, 75 years in prison, possibly. But it's like I said, you know, that it's not over. The lawyers, of course, are going to appeal. And I mean, and, and what I'm thinking and, and what I've also heard from some legal analysts that say, hey, if you're a lawyer, you're going to try to get rid of at least, well, two of those charges if you can. And that would probably be the ones that warrant or carry the most jail time. That's your second degree unintentional murder and your third degree murder, which that's combined, that's 65 years. But the manslaughter charge only carries a maximum of 10 years. That's the one they'll probably try to stick with. Like I said, if you're, you're a lawyer and that's your client, that's the one. If you can't get them off altogether, you're going to give them, you try to get the judge or the system to give them the manslaughter charge, which is a maximum of 10 years. So the fight's not over. There will be an appeal. And, and let me also say, and I really haven't talked about the George Floyd or Breonna Taylor. And now it appears we have two more cases that have come up, two or three more uh, just yesterday, there was another case where a police officer shot and killed a young, I believe, 15-year-old girl in uh, somewhere in Ohio. And then earlier last week or last weekend, um, there was the young man that was that's killed in Minnesota, again, during a traffic stop. But like I said, I hadn't talked about George Floyd because I figured that was being talked about enough. And every, everyone was talking about it. And, and I didn't want to tie, uh, tag in. And it also. But let me just say, um, first of all, I, I think the conviction was warranted. That was. Uh, that was murder. I'm sorry, law enforcement or no law enforcement, that was murder. You held your knee in his back for what did they say? Eight or nine minutes. Even after he was complaining, he couldn't breathe. And of course, you know, he was, he cried out for his mother. That was a tearjerker. I think that really caught a lot of people's attention when they saw that tape. 
or that video, I should say. I still say tape. I'm still thinking about old VCR tapes. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. I apologize. When 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 you saw that video, in fact, that's what they're attributing. That that really they're saying led to the conviction that that video cell phones are are are, are very important and integral part of our lives now. You can whip that cell phone out to do any and everything, and you certainly can whip it out to take pictures and make videos. So that that's that's a huge plus now, they're saying. That was probably what assisted in his conviction, them being able to see that video. You know, and they compared it to Rodney King, unlike unlike the Rodney King beating and and then acquittal of those LA officers back in ninety two. That they're saying that video quality wasn't that good. But they're saying this one was was superb, and it was. I, I have to admit, I did watch the video. I, I I don't go back and watch it that often. I think I've only watched it maybe once or twice because it's just too much for me to to sit there and watch to watch someone literally die. But let me just say, you know, like I said, that murder conviction was warranted. It was justified. That was murder. I know law enforcement have a hard go at it and they will get my support you know when I can because it's not easy like I said you're always under the microscope you're under the microscope now more than ever because of incidents like this but to think that you would put your knee in someone's back for nine minutes after they're telling you they can't breathe and they stop breathing they stop talking they stop moving um there's a discharge from their mouth, from asphyxi- asphyxiation, and you continue to hold your knee there. Even going as far as to interact with the young lady who was 17 at the time, I believe, or someone else on the street that uh, that was on the street, but she, a young lady that was 17, was filming filming the um, incident. And you, you, you interacted with her and, and others on the street. And you put your hand in your pocket. Yeah, you, you had no remorse. You were at that particular point in time or during that whole incident. To me, you weren't law enforcement anymore. You totally stepped over the line. Well, you didn't step over the line. You you, you kicked it. I, I don't know what you did to it. There was no line for you. Well, like I said, for you to hold your knee there for nine, a uh, better part of nine minutes. And then to put your hand in your pocket and look at the camera with a look on your face like, yeah, and so what? Because that's exactly how you looked. You just, you just did. There was no law enforcement in you at that moment. It's like you turned in. You, you weren't law enforcement. So... Yeah, that conviction was warranted. In this instance, yeah, I could say you deserved. And you deserve to serve those 75 years. None of them need to be uh, over. T- none of the, the charges or or whatever needs to be dropped. You need to pull 75 years. Because you, that there was murder. And if anyone else in this world, any civilian or any citizen had done anything like that, they would get all of those years and no question would be asked. Like I said, when when you looked into that camera while your hand was in your pocket, you were not law enforcement. You just weren't. 
You are a hardened criminal. Murderer. I told you murder is murder to me. I don't hold any political, uh, uh, I don't have any uh, uh, political or, 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 or social ground where I would just side with anyone just because, because I, I agree or belong to certain, a certain political party. No, that's not me. That ain't going to happen. Murder is murder any day of the week. I don't care who you are and I don't care what capacity you're, you're in. You weren't law enforcement at that particular moment. Not to me. You, you, you were a, a regular old by the book murderer. If there is a book for murder, committing murder, that was you. Like I said, he's 45 years old and he's been placed, they're placing him in, um, well, they have placed him in, in, in a prison and he's in segregated, segregated housing. Well, one thing's for certain, when you do go to prison, I don't know how long or if they allow people to serve their whole time in segregated housing, as they say. But I, I, I can rest assured when I say, I know you're praying and hoping you don't get in GP. Because everybody, everyone saw that video. And man. I know you're praying, you're hoping your lawyer gets you off. And if he doesn't get you off, you got to be playing that you don't go in the GP general population because that's going to be, you're going to have a hard go of it there, buddy. Sorry, not sorry. You've earned and deserved every bit of those charges you were convicted of. And you've earned Every single year you should serve, sir, officer, it's yours. You earned it. Like you wore that badge, wear that time, wear it. Because you, sir, even if you hadn't got convicted to me, you would have still been a murderer. I'm just, that's, that's, that was just totally it was just totally sickening to watch. Like I said, I haven't watched it one or two times. I think I watched it one time all the way through. And then the other time, I think I watched snippets of it before I just, you know, said, ah, enough is enough. I can't look at this because that, that, that was, uh, that was too much. And another thing they're, they're saying attributed to the convictions was, you know, of course, like I said, the cell phone video, apparently there was a young lady there that was nine years old at the time. She took the stand and, and she has said that she has said to him, uh, hey, get off of him. Then she also went on to say further down the line in her testimony that when EMS, the paramedics arrived, they told him, they screamed at him, hey, get off of him. So what? What snapped in your mind is what I would like to know. What snapped in your mind? That you couldn't see that he was unconscious. He had stopped talking and stopped moving. He was already handcuffed. I think, yeah, he was handcuffed also. And, and he had some discharge coming out of his mouth. So what snapped in your mind that would tell you to hey, let me keep my knee on this guy's back? Well, you know, one his defense attorney said that, you know, people, a crowd had started to gather and he, he felt threatened for his life. Also, he felt there were, there was going to be a riot or they were going to get upset and possibly charge him. Uh, no, no, no.
Because what from what I saw, and maybe nine minutes wasn't long enough for them to get riled up, but all they, uh, pretty much everyone that was there kept saying, hey, get off of them. But you kept your knee in his back. Even when as far as, like I said, put your hand in your pocket. Put your hand in your pocket, really? Wow. Like I said, you earned that, buddy. You deserve, you deserved and earned every bit of that sentence. Uh, good luck. If I could say that. And to the George Floyd family, I hope they found some sense of um, justice. It won't bring them back, of course. But I, I, I think um, this is, is, is a start. And it's not over, like I said, as it relates to him and his lawyers appealing. It's not over for us as, as citizens of this country. And this needs to be for everyone. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic. What, whatever your race or class or creed is. Everyone needs to get on board with this police reform. Because that can happen to anybody. I know, I know they're saying that it may it's more prevalent for African Americans or, or black Americans and, and you know males, but that could happen to anybody. Like I said, that guy had no law enforcement in him. I'm sorry. That was not law what what there was no law enforcement. What part of that was law enforcement? So yeah, we need to all get on board now that now that this conviction has uh came out. And this trial has ended. Yeah, we need to start horning in and 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 knocking on the doors or call making phone calls to these politicians to change this 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 police umbrella that they so diligently hide under. There has to be some police reform. And it starts with retraining. For me, I'm not too sure about that, that moving of funds and allocating them there somewhere else. Yeah, I could give you, a, I could see a somewhat, but there, there's a, a few people that are going around, say, abolish the police department. Now nah, you can't abolish the police department. Come on now. Can't do away with it. I think you need to retrain them. You really, they, they really need to be retrained. And like I said before, I, I could tell just in my interactions it's a training problem it's a training problem and it's a culture with the police department of what they've done for so long and, and for so many years that's the problem they need to be retrained because like i said before not every black person you come in contact with is confrontational not every black person you come in contact with is combative we're just not so, yeah, there, there needs to be a police overhaul, reform. Like I said, I'm not too sure about that moving of funds. That Nah, you know, for some things, yeah, you, you may need to remove, you know, move some funds around. But one of the things I heard was, uh, and it came up here in Durham also, you know, what they're calling military tactics with the police, the armored vehicles, and you know the uniforms, and you know what, whatever, what have you. I don't think that needs to be taken away because what has happened? Because you have allowed that street life or that street element to fester for so long, they no longer have the little six shooters. They just don't. They don't have revolver revolvers. 
They have automatic weapons. So, yeah, I, I can't see getting the raid away. Although they do doing away with the, those uh, armored vehicles, although they are pretty scary looking. Like, I sat on my porch one day, minding my own business, and that thing came down the road. And when I looked as it was coming up the hill, I said to myself, point blank, why, what in the hell is that? I am not on a military base. <laughs> I, I thought I was done done with the military several years ago, but I saw that thing coming up the street and I said, holy shit. And then I looked and they had the back door open and they were all sitting in there with their, um, of course, you know, their armored uh, stuff on the helmet, the armored jackets, you know, armored jackets, bulletproof vests and all that stuff. And I said, wow. I don't know where they're going or where they're coming from, but man, somebody's about to catch hell. So, yeah, I I do think there needs to be some reform and some things maybe need to be reworked and removed and funds maybe need to go elsewhere. I just think that we that now is the time that we horn in on this, because if one thing, if anything, you could take away from George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. You know, Breonna Taylor was the young lady that was shot in her house. The police were there to serve a warrant for her boyfriend, and they ended up, um, first of all, they end up shooting up the apartment beside her. And then when, I guess when they finally figured out where they were, they end up shooting her and killing her. So yeah, there needs to be some police reform and some police retraining. It really does. All right, let's move along here. I won't keep you guys too long today. Of course, I'm, you know, it's the middle of the week, so I'm on my grind. I have to go into work later on this evening. Now, in Ohio Lounge in Cincinnati, which is is a, a lounge, a restaurant, and a bar, has found itself facing racism charges after it its refusal to allow a group of black females into its establishment. Apparently, they refused because of the way they were dressed. Now, the restaurant, well, it's also, it does, I guess it's one of those places, a restaurant, bar, and nightclub, damn, <laughs> was, uh, was, hit, was hit with a barrage of online negative reviews. So the young ladies, once they were told they couldn't come in, they went outside and they got on those phones. Those phones, again, I told you, those phones are an integral part of our lives now. We cannot deny that. Went online, gave them negative reviews, and that (laughs) spawned out into a TikTok challenge. And then it moved over to Google and Yelp. Now, Google and Yelp, they have these... uh, these perks where you can you can review or, or give a review or a rating to uh, restaurants you've been to, department stores, doctor's offices, pretty much any and everything you do during your day to day dealings. If you have that 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 Google, well, if you have that but that um that what what do you call that thing? If you have that uh where you allow them to access your location. If you have that GPS on, it'll pop up. How was your your visit? And then you just give it a star rating, write a review if you choose, and then hit submit. So what happened when they submitted these reviews? It went on Google and Yelp. Yelp. 
I'm sorry, Google and Yep. Now, now the group of women and others, because once they started chiming in, I guess other people started chiming in too, wanted to, let's just say, jump on the bandwagon. And that's that internet justice. Yeah. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, which is what I'm going to get to here in a while because this just totally didn't work. It just didn't. Could have hurt some. It's literally hurting a business. Now, the group of women and others gave a one star rating and review. Now, under, <laughs> boy, I tell you, under the comments where you can write your comment, they left, of course, how rude the service was. And stated that rats and roaches could be could be seen running around the restaurant. <laughs> now the TikTok, well, the, the the review has since been removed, but it was viewed by over half 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 a million people. They took it down, but already half a million people had seen it, and they saw the one-star rating, and they read the review of uh, (laughs) the rats and roaches running around the restaurant. Here's my question to you young ladies and those that left that review. Uh, Chances are it wasn't your first time inside of this establishment. You could have left that review your first time we went there if you saw that the, the rats and roaches running around. What you got mad, you waited till you, they, they told you you couldn't come in, so you just said, you decided, hey, I'm gonna do this. Really? That's that, uh, asinine internet justice. And it shows because other people jumped on, probably never even been to the place and left the review also because they said they were racially discriminated against because the restaurant bar slash nightclub wouldn't let them in because of the way they were dressed. Maybe they were scandalously uh, dressed, I, I guess. Loose fitting, loose clothes, not nothing loose fitting. There's no loose fitting when, with that. So they were loosely dressed or whatever. I'm assuming it didn't. It never said how they were dressed, but it just said the restaurant bar slash nightclub said no way. Got to be pretty bad if a nightclub won't let you in. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) okay, okay. Uh, Now, the name of this restaurant and bar is called the Copa. And the problem is in Cincinnati, Ohio. But the problem is, the reviews that received has grossly affected a Cuban restaurant here in Durham, North Carolina. They got the addresses wrong. Brainchilds. You didn't think before you started writing these reviews and giving these ratings, you didn't think to check the address to make sure you were at the right, you you were accusing the right location of discrimination. No, you didn't. You just jumped on, you just jumped on it. You were pissed. Couldn't get in. Now, since this uh, review or reviews and this one star rating, the restaurant here in Durham has saw a decisive decline and drop-ins and reservations for their restaurant that they're saying came from those reviews. They flat out said it because of course they went and checked someone. I guess someone apparently told them, Hey, you got a bad review. You need to do something about that. Now they were already struggling due to COVID. Just like many other restaurants. 
And then you get these reviews, right? When the governor lifts some of the restrictions and you start allowing people to come back into the restaurant. I mean, during COVID, you were doing curbside and, and pickup and maybe delivery. So when you could get people inside your establishment, set up reservations or have people walk in off the streets and you could serve them and you're getting your, you're, you're starting to get your business back up. Wham, this happens because uh, I'm sorry, this is just foolishness. Let's cut the nonsense. Yeah, you should have left a review if you felt you were being discriminated against, but you didn't check to make sure you had the right address. Let's see here. Cincinnati, Ohio, and Durham, North Carolina. Huh. Doesn't sound the same. At least not to me. I don't think. I know my country accent or southern accent sometimes. But no, that doesn't sound the same. Like I said, due to COVID, they lost a lot of business. And they were just starting to see uh, business pick back up. But after that, it dropped again. In fact, the owner one night said... uh, they were of course open and they were, she was, she or she was standing there and she saw a large family walk by or a large group of people walk by and they, you know, they looked at the, the, the looked inside the restaurant and then they uh, went to their phones and of course started looking up just to see what the reviews were before they go in there and waste their time. I, I do the same thing too. I just do. But apparently when, I mean, it's a strong chance they looked and saw that review or those reviews and said, no, she said the, the family just turned and walked away with their phone in their hand. So she knew what had happened. Wow. Now she got in touch with the, the restaurant owner, got in touch with Yep. Yep took the reviews down. Once she explained what had happened and gave her address and saw the the comparison and contrast, different addresses, different states, different cities, duh. But she says she's having a problem with Google. She get can't get in touch with anybody. Can't can't get in touch with anyone from Google. Boy, Google is it's more and more people are complaining about Google. Perhaps they've gotten too big. You know, like the old saying say, uh, saying goes, "Gotten too big for your britches." Excuse me. Now, like I said, she can't get anyone from Google on the line. And she's saying that it's still affecting their business because the the reviews are still up on Google. Which coincidentally, Google is the one that I use. Now, I can remember this restaurant when it was a sandwich shop. The Copa. I remember the first time I went in and I staggered upon it by just walking down Durham, you know, walking down Main Street. And I said, hey, there's a Cuban sandwich shop. I've never had a Cuban sandwich before. Let me go in. This was years ago before all the, you know, the ratings and whatever. So I went in there and ate and man, let me tell you that those sandwiches, they were the best I have had. I've never had a Cuban sandwich. So you say, well, how can you know that? How do you know they're the best? Oh, trust me. They were the best. Because the taste was so robust, I was just floored. Now, since then, they, they changed. They closed down. They, they no longer do just the sandwiches. Because like I said, it was a Cuban sandwich shop. And, and the sandwiches were excellent. They were outstanding. Since then, they changed it to an upscale restaurant slash bar. Where you could come in and dine in and get the full Cuban and Spanish and somewhat Caribbean flavor. 
multiple dishes. I haven't been, but uh, most definitely I will be going soon, especially after this. I thoroughly enjoyed that time. Like I said, they closed the sandwich shop down. Sandwiches were great. So I know the food, what they're serving now is going to be great also. They weren't slouches in the kitchen. They just weren't. And you got your money's worth, which is also another rare thing. You know, a lot of times you, you pay for something and you're like, oh, that was horrible. I shouldn't even have wasted my time with that. But to think that you put your all into something, once again, you put your all into something and something as foolish as an online review can possibly take your business under during a pandemic. Now, like I said, there's many pluses to that that system of rating and writing reviews for places you have uh, visited for commerce. But you got to just make sure you're talking trash about the right one. I mean, because of this foolishness that happened however many miles, however many states or however many cities away this business that was already struggling during to COVID is in danger of flopping because of foolishness. Because you threw a temper tantrum, couldn't get your way, and threw out some negative reviews online and even did a TikTok challenge. What in the foolishness? I thought everyone was adults here. But apparently not. Apparently some of us still have that child mindset. That if we can't get our way. We're going to throw a temper tantrum. And apparently the temper tantrum now is to go online and leave a negative review and rating. Ooh. How mature. Couldn't even get the address right. Couldn't even get the city or state right. And you're writing reviews online. Screwing people over. Yeah, well. Well, <laughs> that certainly, that that there is certainly something that if you're a business owner, that's something to check out. I mean, hey, you might have some negative reviews and ratings online too that you don't know about. That your business may be one name here in good old North Carolina, but it may be another name in several states away and, and somebody's bashing you and and there and you don't know until you know, until you look it up or someone tells you. By then it may be too late. The business is still open, by the way. They they're working hard to because what one thing the owner said when when she found out about it, she went online and and to combat the negative reviews, she would write a review and tell them, hey, this is not this is the wrong location. We're located in Durham, North Carolina, not in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're a, a restaurant and a bar, but we're not a restaurant bar slash lounge. <laughs> Slash nightclub. Wow, that's a lot. You got a lot going on in that business, whoever you are. <laughs> Man. So I certainly wish them uh, much success. And like I said, I'm going to be visiting that, uh, the, the Copa. The name of it is the Copa. And I think it's, uh, well, it's right there on Main Street in Durham, here in Durham. 
right on Main Street, man. Like I said, they had some lovely food when I visited years ago. And, and man, talking about some good cuisine. Cuisine. It was a banger. And I'm not even a sandwich person, so there you go, if I could say that. But it was outstanding. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's all for me today, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice, whether it's negative or positive, doesn't matter to me. I'm fine. I will, trust me, I will be all right. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. You can continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and now WordPress. Like I tell you, I'm still working on that YouTube channel. It's coming. It's coming soon. Just hold tight. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.